0: Sira, A Biography of Muhammad, The Last Messenger of Allah Written by Prof. Dr. Safwat Khalilovich Chapter 5 Sources of the Prophet's Biography There is not anyone in the history of mankind whose life has been studied to such an extent by followers and opponents alike as has been the life of Muhammad peace be upon him. Hundreds of books have been written about his life. Muslims and non-Muslims the ones who love him and the ones who hate him have all written about his life and personality. These works are worth to the extent to which they are based on historical facts and consequently impartial in their conclusions all of which depend considerably on the sources that their authors used. Numerous are the sources of the life of the Prophet peace be upon him, the most important and reliable being, the Noble Qur'an, the Hadith, the Arabic poetry from the time of the Prophet peace be upon him, and biographies of the Prophet peace be upon him. We will deal with these sources in more detail in the text below. The first source, the Noble Qur'an. The Qur'an is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Muhammad peace be upon him to communicate it to the whole mankind. The Qur'an was revealed to the Prophet peace be upon him gradually over the period of 23 years. The revelation of the Qur'an followed his life and the circumstances surrounding him and the first community of Muslims. This is why the Qur'an represents the primary source of information about the Prophet's life. The Quran refers to the Prophet, peace be upon him, repeatedly, including a reference to his childhood. Did he not find you an orphan and shelter you? Did he not find you lost and guide you? The 93rd chapter, verse the 6th and the 7th. Reference is also made to his high ethics. Truly, you have a strong character. The 86th chapter. Verse 4 The Quran also refers to the hardship and sufferings that the Prophet, peace be upon him, experienced while calling people to Islam. Yet, perchance, if they believe not in this tiding, thou wilt consume thyself, following after them of grief. The 18th chapter, verse 6 So, Prophet, are you going to abandon some part of what is revealed to you? and let your heart be oppressed by it. Because they say, Why is no treasure sent down to him? Why has no angel come with him? You are only there to warn. It is God who is in charge of everything. The 11th chapter, verse 12. The Qur'an also makes reference to the allegations by the pagans that the Prophet, peace be upon him, is possessed that he deals in witchcraft, that he is instructed by some people. The disbelievers almost strike you down with their looks. When they hear the Qur'an, they say, he must be mad, but truly it is nothing other than a reminder for all peoples. Verse fifty-first and the fifty-second. They say, receiver of this Qur'an, you are definitely mad. The 15th chapter, verse 6. Elif, Lam, Ra. These are the verses of the wise book. Is it so surprising to people that we have revealed to a man from among them that he should warn people and give glad news to those who believe that they are on a sure footing with their Lord? Yet those who disbelieve, say, This man is clearly a sorcerer. The 10th chapter, verse the 1st and the 2nd. We know very well that they say, It is a man who teaches him, but the language of the person they allude to is foreign, while this revelation is in clear Arabic. But the language of the person they allude to is foreign, while this revelation is in clear Arabic, the 16th chapter, verse 103. The Qur'an also makes references to the Prophet's family, life and wives. His most important military campaigns, such as the Battle of Badr, the Battle of Uhud, the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, the liberation of Mecca and Hunain. It is also refers to some miracles performed by Muhammad, peace be upon him such as Isra and Miraj, Muhammad's night journey from Mecca to Jerusalem and subsequent Ascan to heaven. In a nutshell, the Quran refers to many events from the Prophet's life. Given the fact that the noble Quran has been transmitted to the succeeding generations by way of the Mutawatir tradition or the tradition that is beyond any doubt as there, is such a great number of transmitters in every generation that the authenticity of the transmitted message cannot be doubted. It is clear that what the Qur'an says about the life of the Prophet peace be upon him is the most credible reference to the matter. It should be noted that the Qur'an provides only a general reference to the events in the Prophet's life without giving much detail. For example, when reference is made to a battle, there is no mention of its causes, the number of combatants or the number of casualties on the Muslims or the pagans side, but rather of the lessons drawn from the battle. Generally speaking, this is typical of the Quranic accounts of the ancient peoples and the messengers sent to them. For that reason, If we wish to have a full picture of the Prophet's life, we cannot restrict ourselves to the Quranic narrative only, but we need additional pieces of information as well, which we can obtain from the other sources on the life of the Prophet peace be upon him. The second source, the Hadith. In Islamic tradition, hadith are reports on what the Prophet peace be upon him said, did or tacitly approved. They also comprise the sayings of the companions describing the Prophet's physical appearance and morals. A hadith is, therefore, a detailed report about what the Prophet said and did. Actually, that is the most detailed source of information on the Prophet's life and work. That source has also been preserved faithfully owing to the enormous efforts of the Islamic scholars who developed a whole number of disciplines called Science of Hadith, -um Ulumul Hadith. These men meticulously recorded everything related to the Prophet and his life, applying rigorous measures of verification and protection of facts. The hadith of the Prophet peace be upon him are recorded in numerous hadith collections which bear different names depending on the method applied by the author such as Sahih, Sunan, Musnad, musannaf, and Jas. The most famous hadith works whose authenticity recognized in the Muslim world are the six hadith collections al kutubu Al-Qutubu, Al-Sitta. Comprising the respective Sahihs by Al-Bukhari and Muslim, and the respective Sunans by Al-Tirmidhi, Abu Dawud, al Nasai, and Ibn Majah. With another three collections added, we refer to the nine Hadith collections Al-Kutubu Al-Tisar. These are Malik's Al-Muvetta, Ahmed's Al-Musnad, and Al-Adarimi's Sunan. The relevant hadith literature also comprises at-Tabarani's Mu'jam al-Kabir, al-Awsat, and El saghir El haytamis Majmu' al-Zawaid, al Behakis Shu'ab al-Iman, and El hakims Mustadrak. These collections contain dozens of thousands of hadith dealing with different aspects of the life of the Prophet peace be upon him. They provide detailed information about the Prophet's manner of speaking, movements, family, companions, battles, events, and the era he lived in. Based on the information provided in these works, we can form a detailed picture of the Prophet peace be upon him and his life. Particularly valuable is the fact that these works have been transmitted to the later generations by the connected chains of transmitters as Asanid Mutassila that go all the way back to the Prophet's companions who spent their lives with him or near him, following closely every deed or utterance of his. All of that has been transmitted to the generations to come owing to the authors of the aforementioned Hadith collections, with exception to Al-Bukhari's and Muslim's works. These collections may contain a Hadith or two whose chain of transmitters is weak, daif, but it is something the Hadith experts are aware of. The third source. Arabic poetry from the time of the Prophet peace be upon him. It is commonly known that the pre-Islamic Arabs were excellent orators and that poetry of that time was of an outstanding quality. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said Truly, in some poetry there is wisdom, just as in some rhetoric there is illusion. According to some traditions, the Prophet listened to poetry and particularly appreciated certain poets, like Hassan ibn Thabit and Kab ibn Zuhayr. Actually, Hassan ibn Thabit is also called Sharir Rasulillah, the poet of the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him. In his poetry, he defended to the Prophet from the pagan poets' attacks. There were other poets who also did it, such as Abdullah ibn Rawah and Al Khansa, among others. Arabic literature works contain much of that poetry, in which we can find plenty of information about the milieu in which Allah's Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, lived. Generally speaking. The Arabic poetry is very important for an accurate understanding of many terms referred to in the Quran and Hadith. That is the reason why the Prophet's companions and the second generation Muslims frequently departed to a poetry when interpreting unusual and difficult words in the Quran. Ibn Abbas remarked in that respect. Poetry is the archives of the Arabs Arab. If something is unclear in the Quran, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in their language, they turn to their archives and find the meaning. He also said, if you wish to ask me about an unclear language point, you should turn to poetry, since poetry is the archives of the Arabs, the fourth source Biographies of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Plenty of works have been written about the life of Muhammad, peace be upon him. To write a biography of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, is a tremendously complex job involving a high degree of responsibility. The author must be aware that, in addition to material facts common to all mortals, the Messengers of God also receive the revelation. And perform miracles, which does not happen in the lives of ordinary people. For that reason, the task of describing the life of God's messenger, peace be upon him, which combines different qualities, requires exceptional qualities on the part of the biographer as well. In order to be able to paint an unbased picture, he must possess a sinker wish to understand the person he portrays to the smallest detail, which means that his motives and approach must be free from prejudice. The biographer must also be well-versed in the ancient history of mankind to be able to evaluate the Prophet's personal contribution to it, as well as in the international relations in the given era, to be able to trace the effects Prophet Muhammad's mission had on the world history. The biographer must also be knowledgeable in sociology to be able to explain the effect that Muhammad had on the cultural and civilizational upliftment of his followers in literature, to appreciate the exceptional artistic value on the Quran, in psychology to understand the transformation of his community after its conversion to Islam. Muslims started writing biographies of their prophet very early in their history. Among the most famous writers of the prophet's biographies or siras are Muhammad ibn Ishaq, died in 151 AH or 768 CE, and al-Waqidi, died in 207 AH or 820 CE. The former is the author of Al Sirah al Nabawiyyah, biography of the Prophet peace be upon him, and the latter of Al Meghazi al Nabawiyyah, military campaigns of the Prophet peace be upon him. Was adapted by Ibn Hisham, died in 213 A.H. or 828 C.E. He systematized the Sirah, relieved it of a great number of poetic verses removed from the poetry the parts he thought spoke in favor of the pagans removed from the poetry the parts he thought spoke in favor of the pagans explaining the unclear terms from the oral tradition commented on many verses and terms of the noble quran which had been quoted by ibn ishaq without any commentary or explanation and also made some other useful interventions, whereby he made the seerah so much more comprehensible that we nowadays still use that adapted version. That is the reason why Ibn Hisham is credited with that biography, Ibn Hisham's Seerah, although Muhammad ibn Ishaq is its original author. Ibn Hisham's Seerah is one of the oldest and most reliable written biographies of the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him since it is firmly founded on facts and comprehensive as it covers the Prophet's complete life it was reprinted many times across the Muslim world abridged editions of Ibn Hisham's Sira have appeared in recent times. One such abridged version was made by the well-known Egyptian scholar Abdul Selam Karun, who entitled in Sahib Sirat ibn Hisham Adaptation of Ibn Hisham's Sirah. He abridged and systematized the work supplying it with very useful comments and explanations which made it even more valuable. There were also other authors in the early days of the Islamic history who wrote about the Prophet's life and whose works have been preserved to the present day. Admittedly, these writings did not appear as separate works, such as Ibn Hisham's Sirah, but made a part of other historical works of enormous scholarly and historical value. One such work is Tabaqat ibn Sa'd, Classes by ibn Sa'd, named after its author Muhammad ibn Sa'd died in 230 A.H., who was a scribe of al-Waqidi, referred to earlier. In that work, Ibn Sa'd wrote about a Prophet's life and provided the names and short biographies of the companions, the second generation Muslims and other leading figures from the first generations. Tabaqat Ibn Sa'd is considered one of the most reliable historical works from the early period of Islam and is particularly appreciated for the great number of the companions and second generation Muslims it lists. With respect to the works by classical authors who wrote about the Prophet's life especially important are Tariq et Taberi, Taberi's history by Muhammad ibn Jarir al Taberi, died in 310 A.H. Zad al-Ma'ad by Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyya, died in seven hundred and fifty-one A.H. and Al Bidaya wa nihaya by Ibn Kathir al-Dimashqi, died in seven hundred and seventy-four A.H. Ibn Kathir's Al Bidaya wa an is actually an eight-volume encyclopedia of the world's history. The entire second and third volumes and a considerable portion. Of the first volume around 1500 pages of dense of text in total are dedicated to the prophet muhammad's biography some authors also wrote about the prophet's virtues shama'il Muhammadiyah. such works include al tirmidhis al-shama'il al muhammadiyah al-qastalanis al-mawahih al-aduniyya and qadi Iyads. الشفاء Hukuk حقوق Mustafa. In the recent times many contemporary authors have written biographies of Muhammad peace be upon him the most prominent ones being Fiqh al-Sira by Sheikh Muhammad al-Ghazali Fiqh al-Sira al-Nabawiyya by Dr. Muhammad Saad Ramadan al-Buti Fiqh al-Sira al-Manhaj al hariq Al-Sira al Nabawiyyah by Munir Muhammad al-Gadban Al-Sira al Nabawiyyah fi-Dawah Al-Quran wa Al-Sunnah by Sheikh Dr. Muhammad Abu Sahba. This work is highly appreciated by the scholars of Al-Azhar University in Cairo. The Life and Work of the Prophet of Islam by Muhammad Hamidullah Sirah Qatan al Nabiyin, by Sheikh Abu al-Hassan Ali al-Nadwi, El sira al-Nabawiyya, Durus wa Ibar, by Dr. Mustafa El sibai El rahiq al-Maqtum, the Sealed Nectar, by All Mubarak Furi, Hayat Muhammad, the Life of Muhammad, peace be upon him, by Muhammad Haykel.